Tonight, a Woodbridge teacher is facing sexual assault charges. Newmarket plans to build a giant park after buying some land, and Vaughn firefighters have doused a fire next to their own fire station. Snow, Brampton minus 5, Newmarket minus 6. This update is brought to you by Frank Cotolo on 148.ca. Trouble in relationships, Frank's with the clues at 148.ca slash Frank. I'm full of Pong without a trouble in my relationship. Now here's folks who don't have troubles in their relationships either. Rod, Ray, and Mike with North American Harness Update. Yes, it's the world's best ever trio on 20th Anniversary SRN1. The starter has called the field to the gate. I do have trouble with my relationships. This field is in motion and approaching the start. Of course, that relationship is with myself. And they're up. And it's a battle into the first turn for control. The battle continues by the half and approaching the far turn. Stride for stride past the three-quarter pole and approaching the top of the stretch. And as they hit the top of the stretch, it's mission brief. Foiled again, Muscle Hill, Captain Treacherous, and Vegas Vacation, Lucky Jim, a rock and roll dance, be a magician, Sebastian K approaches the line, Guccio is coming late, and as they hit the wire, it's too close to call. Now here's North American Harness Update on SRN1. Every now and again, it dawns on me that we've been using the same intro for about the last four years now or something of that sort. And because of that, we have a bunch of irrelevant horse names in the sequence. Now, none of you would have noticed that had I not pointed it out. You would have gone, oh, wow, it's the 2012s all over again. Because, I mean, that's kind of what life is nowadays. We're all living in the past in some way, shape, or form, especially with all of these 90s reboots that are going on with Roseanne, with Murphy Brown, with... Well, they they aren't going to bring back the Bill Cosby show for good reasons. But uh, can we just live in the time that is now... That's all that I'm asking for, especially from you listening at home, because this is North American Harness Update, and we are focused on now. We have a lot of now to talk about, mainly from uh, the raceway at Western Fair as I introduce our, our, the co-hosts. They are our co-hosts, though, because they're, they're with us, and th- th- this is a communal thing. Mr. Mike Prebozy and Rod Allums Jr., how are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing amazing. That That is a stark contrast from two weeks ago when you both wanted to kill each other. So I, I feel like... That you thing, lie. Thing, you don't know why I'm doing amazing. Why, why are you doing amazing, Rodney? Because not only did I give out the high five in race six at Western Fair... I played it as well because I do that with my picks, and it paid eleven hundred dollars. Oh, wow, nice world! And those... with, with a four to five shot on top. And you can of course get eleven hundred dollar tickets like that at nahupicks.com. 
as well as other racing analysis from not only Western Fair, but the Meadowlands and Woodbine Racetrack. Congratulations, Rod. That's that's a lot of money, and I can't wait for my check to come in the mail. We have this pick four to talk about, though. That starts with race seven because it's a ten-race card, and we have about six minutes to go. And um, I was saying to Rod earlier, this was a hard sequence for me because it's I did I so desperately wanted it to not be chalky, but it's probably going to end up being chalky anyway. And let's start off with this first leg, boys. This is a seven-horse field now with the scratch of the four sovereign lay, and it's a oh what is it? It's a fifteen-thousand Philly American Edition claimer going for a purse of fifty-four hundred dollars. Uh, Mike, starting off with you, looking at this race, um, of course the race is centered around the five, striking Volo, and do you feel that she's that decisive a favorite? Mm. She's going to be tough because she's going to get the front, and you know she was three to five last time, albeit on an easier spot. Uh, you know, the three's probably going to be, you know, on its back the entire way around. Uh, you know. That looks like one of the only dangers. And then maybe since the one Jake Port Rosita moves inside and has shown capable closes in the past, um, you know, Stewart might be able to work out a trip. But those look like the only three to me. I, I could have seen the four also, but obviously the scratch, uh, you know, takes that one out of it. Uh, it looks like one of those three, none of them probably will pay over $8. Rod, you're kind of on. Uh, more of the cheap end of the spectrum and if I take it correctly you take two horses and I feel like it's mostly for speed reasons uh, yeah I'm too deep here in the first leg uh, I'm three five the three I think is going to be on the lead or the two hard one of the two um, looks the part has been racing well and, and definitely has uh, a shot once again in a similar type of race and draws inside and then the five uh likely favored here uh, should also be leaving and will likely be on the front end if uh if things work out the right way you know he just needs to stay flat he he has shown some breaks in the past but has been in good form recently too so three and five for me the one thing standing out to me currently looking at this betting board is it's much more open than i was expecting it to be uh mainly the fact the five striking volo is currently the two to one favorite and the eight is taking play at 7-2. to two. And the one, of course, we expected to take play. The one's one of two horses I use because I'm not a big fan of striking Volo. I'm trying desperately to beat her in this first leg. And not only do I take J-Port Rosita, but the other horse I try is the two, the high road. Pure, uh, just tossing his race, or her race, excuse me, last week as a clunker. Before that, though, she put in a decent mile at this level, moving up from the 8,500 open ranks. And that was, that was in her fourth start off a layoff. She seemed to be improving and entering getting into a decent form uh however the tra the race might not set up for her if she's too far out of it from an inside post if she can get away somewhat close i expect her to be a bit involved otherwise she might end up being a victim of the pace uh, otherwise i think the three lucrative sun was yeah the three is six to one right now that's a surprising price to me and that makes me kind of regret not using him on the ticket i thought he'd take a lot more play uh but that said i my graphic says one two i'm gonna stand by that second leg of this sequence is race number eight it is a seven thousand claiming event 
field of eight going postward here. And Rod, you are singling from the second tier. It's a bit ballsy, Mr. Allums. It is, but I, I think this horse is just too good right now. He's been good all season. Uh, you know, for, for, for far this year, uh, his last two were really impressive to me. Uh, the last one coming out of about the 16th distance, but he's just been so good. I, I don't see him getting beat here. Uh, I think the streak continues and, uh, you know, short price here. So it's the eight for me. Mike, you kind of widen your horizons a bit, also taking comeback, Matt. I uh, agree with the eight, only because he can do it either way. The eight post, though, could deter, especially, you know, sitting behind the one who shows absolutely nothing from the gate. The two, the same way. You know, that could put this horse in a jackpot early. Uh, the four, it's academic, is second off a layoff. Raced okay last time, won nine times last year. And it's, it's tough to ignore, especially with Kelly on. I think definitely going to have the jump on the eight. Might not be quite good enough, but uh, I, I don't mind that one. And then the five, Falcon Justice, who's another closer, uh, has been getting beat by comeback, Matt, but you know does have a little bit of a post uh, edge here. You know, being that the horse is on the gate, you know, maybe can get away second or third. Um, you know, who knows? Definitely would be a price, four, five, and eight. I agree with the four and the eight. The only other horse I add on in this race is the three, Vegas Rich, purely off the claim. Last out was a decent race, gave Chase to finish fourth. Uh, but last time this horse was claimed over at Ridu Carlton, went on to romp by 10 lengths. So if that even means anything, uh, just all in all, the off-the-claim angle is usually one to watch for, and the horse could be coming in sharp, especially with the poster leaf having post-8 last out. Now drawing the three-hole, I am 3-4-8 in the second leg of that sequence. Third leg, race number nine, hours of 12,000 lifetime trot. We have eight going postward here. And uh, strangely enough, you, Mike, and you, Rod, and Mike, Rod, and Rod, Mike, you guys are on the exact same horses. Go ahead, Mike. Are you kicking it to him, me or him? Uh, you can both talk at the same time since you agree so much. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, two and six for us. We The two Zeb's Abbey uh, draws well. I think you could throw out the last two races. Uh, you know, the source had trouble behind the gate. Needed a clean line last time. Moves inside. Gets a fast track. Has shown speed in the past. Has taken money in the past. I would think we'll be up close early, and they'll have to catch that one. And then the six, snarky handover, came from Woodbine, uh, basically jogged. Uh, you know, but the, the time wasn't necessarily you know overwhelming by any means. Uh, you know, this horse will be sub even money, hard to leave off. But you know, we'll see. Maybe the two can be two and six. Well, I have to say, that harmonization of both your voices sounded mostly like Mike talking. I'm three deep in this race, though. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the two. I agree with the six, uh, Snarky Hanover. However, Zeb's Abbey has taken a lot of money in the past. That last race, to me, though, is kind of hard to take off but I understand because the horse had a break at the start before so maybe he was just trying to get a flat mile in under her belt 
That said, though, I still go to two others, starting with the four, BJ Savannah. I like the fact that this mare came from off the pace last out uh, and finished third by two lengths, gained ground at odds of 21 to 1. Before that, was also in contention and only bested the rest of them. This mare seems like she fits the class level and just needs the right setup to be able to perform well. And the five faxer theory is one that likes to be up towards the front, which could play in her hands, judging by how the track's currently running. And last out, she was first over around the final turn, ended up faltering in the end though, but still made a move to show that she had some kind of life. And she's another one that just looks like she fits this level. I'm four, five, six in that third leg, as I think they were parading earlier. Yep, they're on the track right now. Yeah. We are on the last no, last leg, quick, race 10. I'm 1, 2, 6. Uh, you guys, go. Mike, you first. Uh, spread out. 1, 2, 3, 6, and 8, I think uh, could be anything in there. Rod, your numbers. I, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Oh boy, that's a lot. So my my ticket goes as follows. I'm one two with three four eight with four five six with one two six. That's ten dollars and eighty cents for twenty cents. Mike, what's yours? One three five with four five eight with two six with one two three six eight. It's uh, eighteen. Rod. Three five with eight with two six with one two three four five six. I forgot how much it was. Seven twenty maybe. That's four eighty, you dingus. Four eighty. That's what it is. Oh, boy! If you if you listen not closely, they all sound like the same numbers. They're parading right now for the seventh race here at Western Fair, and now the betting's starting to concentrate more as I was expecting. Striking Volo's currently the four to five favorite. I'm hearing myself talk, and it's almost as annoying as having to talk in the first place. Uh, Jay Port Rosita is also at five to two, and then Lucrative Sun is five to two too. I I would have been very worried if Lucrative Sun went off anything higher than five to two, but I'm feeling a bit better now about how how my ticket stands at the moment. Cause six to one on that horse is a little too high, a little bit, little little bit too high, just a little, not too much. Six to one. Yeah, she, the, she was six to one earlier. Well, like I said, we were talking. I don't think either the one, three, or five will pay over eight dollars, and right now they're four to five, two to one, three to one. So that math checks out perfectly. Unless the one pays, you know, the one could pay eight twenty, and then that the, like, throws a whole monkey wrench into yeah. the, the theory. Whatever. Look, I could I could go on and talk about monkey wrenches for a whole hour. However, so question, okay. question before they start this race: Did you guys happen to play a pick five at uh, Cal Expo with the carryover? No. You got uh, a ticket. I have a ticket, but it's it's like one minute to post. Uh, well, I'll give up my ticket real quick since we're waiting on this race. My fifty cent pick five at Cal Expo. They've got about. Two or three minutes to post. My ticket is four seven with all with two three six with four seven with four six. And it was seventy two bucks for fifty cents, and I actually did play it. Now you okay? Can... Uh, I can get my ticket. It's three four five with one two three with two three four with seven with one four six eight. It's fifty four dollars for fifty cents. Mine's eight six. Wait, yeah. Uh... Yeah, eight six with five seven with 
eight three. I forget how the song goes. Eight six seven five three zero. Okay, I was I was on the right track, but then my brain my brain lost confidence. There is in the ten. My brain lost confidence because it said Ray, you, you can't be right, and I went, oh brain, you're right, and it's like no because I am you. I went, dang it, so hard being a person. Neutral Milk Hotel had it right. It's so strange to be anything at all. This race is going at Western Fair. Let's stop getting philosophical and let's gamble our worries away. This is the seventh from London. It's in motion, approaching the start, and they are off. And trotting Lucrative Sun and Striking Volo out in tandem with Ty's Little Dream. Getting away third from the center of the track. Rising pressure now going towards the rear of the pack. Off stride around the turn. Went looks like the high road as they go on to the opening quarter. In front here, Lucrative Sun second, then Striking Volo third. Ties Little Dream to the back stretch. As we currently have fractions on the board that are incorrect, J-Port Rosita's fourth. Fifth, then Icos Fifi, and then it's rising pressure, and it's a long way back to the early breaker, the high road, 31-2. and two. The opening quarter as they move around the far turn in front here, commandeering the field so far. Lucrative Sun going a soft pace, leads by two and a half. Striking Volo second. Third then ties Little Dream as they come into the stretch. First time. Fourth appears to be the high road. Uh, out from sixth then rising pressure going past Icos Fifi. The early breaker then, J-Port Rosita in the back of the pack off a 101 and 2 half. To the back stretch, 30-second clip onto the second circuit. Lucrative Sun in front by a length and a quarter. Drawing closer in the pocket, sealing the gap, striking Volo. Third then ties Little Dream. The high road moving to the high road, flushing out cover as ties Little Dream angles off the rail as does striking Volo after the pace setter. Lucrative Sun, three quarters, 132 and four. Lucrative Sun though turns away the odds on favorite, kicks away again to a length and a half lead lucrative sun striking volo second then it's ties little dream and the high road is the head's turn for home lucrative sun extending his advantage to about two and a half striking volo on the outside trying to reel in with ties little dream towards the center of the track the line's coming lucrative sun holds on by a neck striking volo second over ties little dream then a gap of five back to the high road in fourth in 204 flat. Okay, so that horse ended up wiring the field, as I was kind of worried about. Lucrative Sun, 3-1 to one, over the 3-5. to five. Decent way to start off the sequence when you beat a 3-5 to five favorite. Yeah, 3-1 yeah, is good there on that one. I mean, yeah. it's a good start. It's uh, it is a good enough start. That's exactly what I said. I'm glad that we all agree and we're on the same page. Well, I must have not been on the same page because I I probably handicapped the wrong race for all I know, with how I went there. Any of us? Oh what? So I'm a clown to all of you now. I'm I'm just I'm I'm a little I'm a little clown boy. <laughs> is that is that why I am? No, I'm a serious. I'm a. Okay, so if anyone's interested, um, if you guys, if if anyone played my early pick four at Woodbine tonight off Not Who Picks, it's alive, going to the last race, alive to five horses. So, just a little update there. Well, I mean, how much is it paying? 
with decent prices in the first grade. There we go. Um, that matters more because it could be paying like seven dollars twenty cents. Right now we're on fire. And I'm ten dollars, sixteen dollars, six dollars. Uh, look at the whoop pays. I wish I was on I'm fire. Big, I'm cold right now. Fire, That's why I'm wearing. I'm, I'm wearing a jacket right now because I'm freezing. Uh, Western Fair, which paid roughly $100 for a buck. Mike is live at Woodbine for decent payouts. And I gave up a high five at Western Fair, which paid over $1,000 for 20 cents. My stand-up album okay, is so made $12. Okay, so here's the one base. Uh, it's one, five, seven, nine, and 10. The one's 650 for 20 cents. The five's 136. Seven's 89. Uh, nine's five thirty-one. Ten is three seventy-four. So that was a forty-eight dollar ticket. Um, they're all paying pretty decent there if you if you like to buy that ticket. Sounds to me like the seven's going to win that race. Mm, uh, it's possible, but you know it's a claiming race, so we'll see. Meanwhile, eight-dollar horse to start off the pick four at London, moving into the second leg of the sequence. Mike and Rod alive. I am not. How are you not alive? Because I didn't take the three. It's, it's that simple. I didn't have the horse. Mm. There were only two horses in the race, I thought. Yeah. I mean, well, I like the one a little just because he was going to close, but the horse never really the horse, got to the gate. So that yeah. the horse broke. Doing that. Well, no, and I was saying as I was handicapping too, I was kind of worried about the three just because of how the pace was going to set up there. And I didn't throw on. I'm surprised the five left the three will walk on the front, but that's whole nother story i'm not that that's like standard <laughs> at least at least to me that's standard like that that just seemed like it was gonna happen seven to five action right you thought now. that was gonna happen but you didn't use the horse yeah right oh we gotta give a shout out to all my uh my buddies out in chicago that canceled racing tonight and are watching right now nice yeah there's a lot of them they're only Rod's friends. They aren't my friends either. None of none of them appreciate what I do. I'll just walk this way while you shout out Rod's friends. You guys are gonna have to handle this pretty soon on your own. I'll be I'll probably be out here very soon. Mike will be Mike will be busy taking out his own esophagus or planning how to take one of ours out. I I, I, I gotta give a shout out to an Ohio legend right now who's watching. John Lingard. Well, when you when you said legend, I was thinking like Socrates, but that's he was a real person. That's a different kind of legend. The the, the literal definition of legend, yes. Will Smith doesn't count either. That okay? So here's he may be <laughs> legend, but you know that does that you can't just you can't proclaim that you're a legend. That that's just not how it works. Only Somebody Kanye else has to can do that. Only Kanye can do that. Because let's be honest, he kind of earned it. But nobody else can do it. You can't. What else do we have tonight? Woodbine and the Meadowlands. But you you bring up a point. That's pl- for tomorrow, yeah? Yep, that's tomorrow night. But I got to get this Jeez. point across. There are too many legends around, all right? Everybody is a legend now. You always say that. What? You always say that. Yeah, because people keep referring to each other. There are 7 billion of us on this earth. How many legends do we need? Because clearly we have all these legends, yet we're learning nothing from them. 
Oh boy, the the oh I can't remember what their name. Think you have to learn something from somebody for them to be a legend. Because the whole idea of a legend is that it's supposed to be didactic. If you look back to Greek literature, it, uh, this is it's all right. This is time for the pretentious hour. You were listening to no the boy. you're listening to the. Did you say no balls? I got plenty of balls. That's why I'm doing this. This is the pretentious hour here on N A H U P R. Uh, <clears throat> today we're talking about uh, definitions and the English language and how I am the only one that understands it. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not. I'm feeling. Oh, yeah. I'm not okay. feeling. Here we go. I don't. I don't want to be too narcissistic tonight on my first night yeah. back this month. Exactly. You guys caught on yeah. to the irony of the bit. Thank you very much. He thinks he knows everything about everything. That's what goes with being 18 year old <laughs> being. That also just what goes sure with being such a. everyone else's. That also just goes with how much of a genius I am. That's the first thing I thought when I met you, genius. <laughs> I mean, I hope that was that because you you start. To me your voice. I hope that that was the reason instead of this is a nice hunk of meat, like. Really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I never thought that either. Especially considering I was under 18, but I don't work in Hollywood for those reasons. Uh, the eighth race, sit. I'm dropping so much shade tonight. I, I'm feeling bad. I, I'm, I got, I got the post nap crankiness. I think that's what it is. Now, now you see, this is why we are different from everybody else. It, we take naps before the show, and then we let out our emotions to the world. I'm saying. Those that did notice. The beard's gone. The beard's gone. It's just stubble now. You see this? Oh, yeah. I cared so much. I need it. No one even noticed that I shaved, too. Two weeks ago, I had a little bit of stubble going. you don't have anything to shave. I said people noticed. And if I said people noticed, that means they did. <laughs> you can't even name one person that noticed. Uh, yeah. My mother. She's like the last person. <laughs> There's never, okay, there's never a list of people that you, like, because they're, they're, you know, we, you know this phenomenon where it's, name five people in your life that blah, blah, blah. Never once is it, do you ever win by saying my mother? That you just lose every time. All right? Yeah. That's a d default. Mm. Because your mom knows everything. I, my she does she doesn't no no <laughs> she, how, how can she know everything the wife knows everything the mother does not no the mom knows she just might not tell you she knows that <laughs> shout out to missy proposi who's watching right now oh speaking of the mom that knows welcome welcome back welcome to the show at least somebody's supporting me i mean they're not all rod watchers <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at a certain point, once the show reaches critical mass of viewers, we will have all three of our tribes, the Ray followers, the Rod followers, and the Mike followers, fight to the death. So stay tuned for that in the coming years. Not, I'm not saying that, Missy. Sorry. You, you, guys, you, you guys are going, you guys are looking at the chat. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm talking up like a great promotion, a crusade between all of our fan bases. That just, that, that, you need to build yours first. What do you think I'm doing? I, do you know how many followers I have on Twitter? I have enough. How many? 830. Hmm. I think at yeah. last check I have like a thousand something. You follow 80,000 people. 
<laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I'm rounding up. What does that have to do with anything? The more people you follow, the more follow backs you're gonna get. That's why people have those dumb app those comedians have those dumb apps where they'll follow eighty million people so that they can get some kind of fan base to hear their really crappy jokes. Like, I hate that feeling of when I leave the cookies and milk out and then the cookies become the milk and I can't eat it anymore. <laughs> it, it's the worst jokes you could possibly think of. And the worst thing is that they think they're good jokes. I was at a party last night. And I met these I met these two stand-ups. And the one the one guy had this joke written. I was looking at his he like was going through his notes cuz this is when I just found out he did stand-up. And he had this one joke written in that was cookies that have nuts in them is the ultimate betrayal. That was the joke. What? Okay. Punchline. Exactly. That was that was my point. It made no sense. <clears throat> Meanwhile, I I told him this route I'm going to do a routine right now that I did in front of a bunch of college kids. Got It bombed completely, so we're going to test it out here, all right? We, are we ready for this? We got, we got some time in between Western and Fair. All right, so. Yeah. That's what everyone's here for. This is a yeah, show, we're, Michael. We're not, we're not doing stand-up right now. We have other stuff to go through. I have a point to prove. And, and, and Mike's <laughs> not going to be able to stay the whole freaking time either. Oh, no, it's all right. Let him go. Let him, let him have his minute. Go ahead. Okay. It, it, it's, pro- it's probably about a minute. Okay, so there's this, there's this interstate I drive down almost every day. And being an interstate, you know, you're, you're usually going faster than you should be. You're going like 65, 75, and a 40. And there's a certain point where this interstate cuts through a residential neighborhood. So the speed limit goes down to 25 miles per hour. And, of course, a lot of people are gonna just going to go speed past that because they were going so fast earlier. Why would they want to slow down? And so be, being a residential area, a bunch of the parents were getting worried that uh, their kids could get hurt. And so they put up these signs saying, drive 25, save kids' lives, and drive like your kids live here. And that's when it dawned on me once I saw those signs that no kid has ever died from somebody speeding. They died because they got hit by a car. And (laughs) that joke, okay, so that joke did not work at all in a set. It didn't work now either. In private, it works all the time. You don't understand. No. Yes, that joke literally, ironically, that joke kills in private. With who? People that don't have kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that joke was funny. I'm catering to a crowd. I have a bunch of 18-year-olds that think that dying's the funniest thing ever. Yeah. I don't think. Well, yeah, you're a doctor. That's kind of like your number one enemy next to drugs. Uh, also, ironically. Wow. Ironically, we have other stuff to go to. I, I do find that ironic, being this is called North American Harness Update. Say, say what you want. I'm, I'm working on that routine. I love that routine. They're coming onto the track at London, and uh, come back, Matt. Only eight to five, but that's probably just because of the second tier. Also, eight to five of the four. It's Macademic. Uh Nine to two, then on the three, Vegas Rich. That seems a little high to me for first start off the claim. <clears throat> now seven to Inside two. Inside post. It's early. Yeah, it's true. The money's going to even out. The money will come for the eight soon enough. Probably will be four to five, three to five. 
Now, what's the deal with Win Song Can Go? This horse is 7-1 to one right now, and it's the fourth choice. Horse is going to show no speed. Also, the three has a claim in. There's not a lot in the wind pool right now. Okay. Also, sure. one claim. Oh, excuse me. One claim entered on the eight, too. So, three and the eight are in the claim box. Uh, if you if you uh, happen to play the pick five that I gave you at Cal Expo, you are live after the first leg. It was a, a seven to five favorite. Who won the first leg? But the, the, the two horses, the seven. Oh, I would have been at it. Yeah, anyway. but I had the four, of course, at ten to one who got picked off. Yeah, I, I gave out four and seven. Mike also gave out the four. But the four didn't win, so it didn't help me any. Yeah. I had four six. But if you played the exacta, if you played the exacta, you got it twenty two and forty is what it paid. This is one thing I always loved about punters. When it's they give out like two horses and it if in some way in in some magical possibility the co a random combination involving one of those horses comes in they promote the hell out of it like you, they give out a twenty to one shot and he's fourth to the first three favorites in the superfecta if you played the f three favorites over the twenty to one shot you got an eighty dollar superfecta. <laughs> To me, to me, it's it's always funny that every every handy and I'm guilty of this too. I, I've done this before. Every handicapper out there has will in some way qualify how they were right about a race. If you just take the five morning line favorites and you wheel them over the sixty to one that could have possibly gotten involved, you would have hit the exacta. Oh, did I mention you had to box the exacta? I forgot to mention that part. If you just played all of the horses, including the one I gave out, you would have won. You guys really right. don't notice this? You don't no, know it's true. I yeah. mean, there's, there's a lot to that. Or, you know, you'll see guys that are, you know, they gave out a pick four and they, they suggested a 50-cent ticket or a 20-cent ticket and the ticket pays 3000 for a dollar. They say, I gave out a $3,000 pick four. No, you really didn't. You know, or they'll say, I gave out a superfecta that paid 20000 for $2, and you had it for a dime. And it's just, I don't know. That stuff like that annoys me. I agree with you. The point We, we, we like to give out the, uh, the, the, base, the base payouts. That's what we like to give out. Because yeah, I mean, I'm giving my tickets. If I say I hit 500 that means I actually won 500 not I won a tenth. You know, when Rod tells you you hit the, the super high five for a thousand, it paid a thousand for twenty cents. If you use my, I was, I was one of the uh, what was it, six tickets that hit. So and five other people who looked at not who picks today hit it. You're welcome. Yeah. That that that's very hopeful. That's a very hopeful thought. <laughs> I was just gonna say if you use it, it doesn't it doesn't matter if anyone else had it. It was there. I wish nobody else had it, because then I'd be cashing. Thanks. Yeah, that that's also the handicapper's paradox. Uh, the point I was going to make is if you used my 6-1 to one shot underneath the third favorite and then put the first favorite in for third, that's a trifecta. Yeah, I mean, that's a bit exaggerated. Oh, uh, yeah. We don't usually do stuff like that. No. Like, I know, but... I, I don't remember Rod and I doing that kind of stuff. But here, here's no. the thing. The essence of humor is exaggeration. Yes. And you're right. I mean, you have a, you have a, an excellent point. You are correct. You know, if you if you used my horse with this one, then you had it. You know? So the point I've made this point to many people in my life, and this is when I break character. 
I am a living satire of myself. And with that, my entire fan base is gone, so only Mike and Rod can fight to the death in the years to come. As they're well, getting they're about ready. to go to the gate at Western I was Fair. just about to say they're going to the gate. You don't let me finish? You don't let me start? You don't let me get to the middle? How am I supposed to make a story? Why am I talking like that? Eight to six to five. Bree's <laughs> getting claimed, which which scares me for my pick four. Was anybody listening? No. I said the three is a claim entered and the eight is a claim entered. The three and the eight are in a claim box. How is the five fifteen to one in this race? He sucks. They're going to the gate. He <laughs> can't win. Okay. I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly for the timing, because it's great. It's a great timing thing. The horse could win, and I'd be happy for you. But when you give me an opportunity like that, I'm going to go for it. Because I'm not better than that. <laughs> That's the point I've been trying to make all through tonight. I am not good at what I do. And unfortunately, it's showing. They're going to the yeah. gate. It's post time here. <clears throat> Richard Finn's taking the one at 19 to 1 here. Good luck, Richard. Nothing wrong with the one on a half. However, by Let's taking that price. by taking that horse, I feel like your last name's gonna hold a little too true, because like Finn means end in French or something. That that was too academic. I apologize. They're going to the gate. They're in the stretch. I'm just gonna start this, and after I'm gonna then after this, I'm gonna move to the Palisades and retire. They're in motion. And approaching the start, the eighth from Western Fair is off and pacing from the center. It's Macademic to the inside, Vegas Rich. Then Better Art and Stern Serve getting away fourth around that first turn. It's Macademic swooping by to take control from Vegas Rich second. Third, then Better Art to the back stretch. Fourth comes Stern Serve and then getting away fifth. <clears throat> Comeback Mad in front. Of Falcon Justice, followed by Sandy's Candy and Wind Song can go on down the back stretch. It's Macademic at two to one, leading the favorite Vegas Rich in twenty-eight and one. Third, then Better Art around the turn, no motion yet. After the leader is, they approach lap two in front by two and a quarter. It's Macademic. Vegas Rich still second, Better Art third, Stern serve fourth, passing the stands first time. Comeback Mattis fifth, then sixth comes Falcon Justice, and then it's Sandy's Candy. And <clears throat> when Song Can Go heading past the half. It's Macademic in 58 and 3. Overland goes comeback. Matt rushing up towards third, taking the fourth spot as Stern serve tries to sneak. On the outside, second over to the back stretch, chasing the leader. It's Macademic, rapidly approaching to the outside. Come back, Matt, up to the leader's wheel, now only a length off the lead. And then off the rail from fourth, Better Art now on that helmet. Up the inside comes Falcon Justice, followed by to the outside, stir and serve. Three quarters, 128 and three around the final turn. In front here now, come back, Matt, overtakes its Macademic. Better Art to the outside is stalled, then locked in Vegas Rich as they turn for home. Comeback Matt, though, with a two-and-a-half length lead. The favorite's the one to catch. It's Comeback Matt towards the center, rushing up late after the favorite. Here is, um, Winsong can't go. 159. <laughs> that was bad. Colors are bad. 
Colors are bad right now. There was no way I could have that one. There was no way I could see that one. I thought that was the five. However, uh, that was the one horse I pointed out earlier was taking money early on, albeit it was the fourth choice. Goes off 23 to 1. Mike, leave. Hello? Kind of looks like it. Okay. Well, I, I, I figured as much because I wasn't getting criticized for going, how can you not see that horse? <laughs> very, very easily because pink looks black on this CRT 2006 feed. However, we do thank London for letting us use it. <laughs> I'm going to criticize yeah. it, but we, we got to thank them still. Yes, we do have to thank Western Fair for letting us use their live feed. 23 to 1 over 7 to 5 or 21 to 1 over 25. By the way, we would like other racetracks to let us use their feed. Uh, yeah, we give you credit. We haven't eaten in months. If we could please use your feed, we could get through the week. We're, anyway, we're talking about the same feed, right? No. Damn it. Uh, we've we've got uh, we got a whole show to do still. I, I was thinking the exact same thing while I was wearing bam my North American Harness Update shirt. I'm wearing a Nahu hat right here. Yeah, but you're not modeling it like me. Dan dancing like one of those Father John Misty songs. That's a callback to a couple shows ago, and also to this show, technically. You'll find out in about 20 minutes. Uh, coming up also in 20 minutes, after the break, uh, we have an exclusive interview with the track announcer from Western Fair, Shannon Sugar Doyle. Uh, Rod and Mike caught up with him earlier this week to talk harness racing and talk Western Fair. And that'll be coming up in the second hour. Also in the second hour... We'll be talking Woodbine and the Meadowlands. As we are all knocked out of this pick four, well, who was this horse? I need to figure this out. Who was when Song Can Go? And why did he pay 48.30? It's time for... And that, that they just is... went too fast up front and he closed and, and beat him. And that was the segment that I didn't even get a chance to give the name to because Rod already knew the answer. The segment that we didn't get a chance to... That was a bad Don Pardo. Rest in peace, my man. I miss Don every day. And by every day, I mean every Saturday night. <sighs> but there's got to be more. Did this horse really just get... Was he just a setup horse? He was... Uh, two, uh, first off the yeah. layoff. Two starts ago... Or his last pair of mutual start wasn't terrible. Horse took a lot of play. But yeah, that outside post, no... Had some claims in. I, I I'd first start out though. That that that's mostly it. I couldn't. I wouldn't like that horse first out. Yeah, he he was tough, especially from that spot. <clears throat> yeah, because that's the far outside spot. That's farther outside than everyone else. He had to go farther, and yet he somehow went shorter because he shot up the inside. And here I thought that was the five, but. <laughs> Tyler Borth doesn't have those colors, you idiot. That was Robbie Shepard. And I was going, Shepard? Why is he driving horses then? Because you can't drive sheep, Rod. You can't drive sheep to the wool mill. You ever hear that one out in the Midwest? Ever hear that idiom? No. I have. 
I'm not from the Midwest. I'm full of idioms, mostly because I am an idiot. But I can I can go. Do I talk about monkey wrenches? I shouldn't. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. I want that to be a running cat now. I want... <laughs> Every... no, we we got, we got to move on to another pick four here. We, yeah, we can move on to Woodbine, but I just wanted to say <laughs> that I, I want that to... That's going to now... Go, that's now... I'm going to say a sentence that will be coherent. That's now going to be a running gag on this show. Where whenever there's a lull, I will threaten to talk about monkey wrenches for an hour. So t- just watch out, everybody, for that. And now that I've said that I'm going to do that, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> because I, that, I just broke the one rule of show business, and that's make them anticipate. However, by saying that, too, I'm also buying myself some credit. There's a bunch of techniques I'm doing to manipulate an audience. That's all show business is. We don't want to manipulate anybody. Exactly. That's why I'm saying I don't want to do that. We want them to sponsor us without manipulating them. Exactly. We, we want to show how genuine of good people we are. Or at least you guys do. And I'm just going to do whatever I do. Which is... A- oh, and, spe- and speaking of, uh, you know, generosity, things like that. Mm-hmm. We definitely want to give a shout out to the Horsemen at the Meadows and down at uh, in the Lebanon area. Mm-hmm. Under quarantine right now. If If you hear anybody that needs some help. Let us know. We'll see what we can do to try to help them out. Yeah, and what Rod's referring to mainly is the spread of equine herpes from the meadows to Ohio, which I was surprised it got to Ohio. But then again, they're they're a similar circuit, so um, patient zero could have easily infiltrated either or. Uh, Is it only Miami Valley that's quarantined, or is it the entire state of Ohio? No, it's it's the fairgrounds at Lebanon. Oh, the old Lebanon Raceway. Oh, okay. That place is still open. I thought that turned into a strip mall. No, that it's it's a fairgrounds. It's where a lot of people stay. There's twenty barns there, so. Oh, okay. You know, there's there's a good couple hundred horses there that uh, are under quarantine right now. Hmm. And we also have no word. Well, we have an you wish them all for sure. Mm-hmm. And we also have an estimate for when the Meadows should be back to racing, and that's the 23rd at the earliest. Um, we hope. Yeah. Well, they hope, too, because by the sounds of it, they weren't that optimistic. Which Hopefully everything's getting better out there, and uh, hopefully we just got a couple false readings in Ohio and everything will be cleared up there as well. Now, what i got to ask, Rod, uh, because I, I don't really know that much about well, I know some about herpes, but equine herpes, I don't. And that's mostly because I graduated a high school curriculum. I don't know anything about sex, though, as a result of that. Uh, but with equine herpes, uh, what, why is it... I understand the contagious aspect of it is why it's so detrimental. But why is it that it it forces everything to shut down? Because it's just that contagious. That's it? Um, it yeah, it, it spreads through the air. Um through the, I mean, it, it, it's basically like what the flu is right now, you know, kind of like the horse version, but it's a neurological uh, disease that once they get it, you know, they have to be treated immediately. And if it becomes neurological, um, you know, worst case scenario, 
the horse dies. But luckily, we haven't had that situation with this outbreak yet, mm-hmm. and hopefully we won't. Um, but, you know, back in, uh, I can't remember the year. There, there was a few years ago, there was a slight outbreak. It was contained to one barn at Balmoral. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a bad situation altogether. And it, if it if it gets to spread like it is, you know, every horse has to be tested for it every day. Um, it's It kind of starts with a fever, and then it progresses into the neurological uh, disorder, what it becomes and what we're seeing happens where they have to quarantine everybody and, and it just becomes a really bad situation very fast. And, uh, I guess, I guess the thing you can't really do anything to prevent it once it starts, um, except try to quarantine and, and that's what they're doing. And, you know, Pennsylvania and Ohio are both taking, uh, very preca- precautious measures to make sure it doesn't spread any further. So, Hopefully they have a contain where it's at, and then it doesn't spread any anymore. Not just precautious, but very precautious. Well, when you, when you're describing that to me, um, it sounds it sounds a lot like uh, the rabies virus, at least in people. Yeah. Which, uh, it, it, oh. but with this, it's it's spread in the air quicker through the air. Yeah. So you know the horse next door could get it just because it's in it's next door. Yeah, or the horse at the end of the barn can get it because it's in the same barn. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where everything has to be contained. Yeah, just like any quarantine. It is. It's exactly as it sounds. A quarantine where you know everything's got to be uh, contained and shut down. It's not like rabies where a mongoose breaks into a barn and then bites. This sounds like a set of an awful joke. So a mongoose breaks into a barn, right? And he bites the one horse. The horse gets rabies. Awful punchline. It's a terrible punchline. Good setup. Awful punchline. A mongoose breaks into a barn. We have 10 minutes left in this hour. And the third leg at Western Fair is coming up in, it says one minute, but that means 20 years. Ray, you want to know who Sugar Doyle picked in this race. Who did Sugar Doyle pick in this race? Well, if he picked, oh, the four scratched? Well, that, that's good to know. That means my ticket costs less. Or that means I get the favorite. Well, if I, I'm not. Oh, get a late scratch there, huh? That would be if I was alive. I haven't even hit the, I haven't hit the last two legs. Um. I also don't know why I'm breaking into like this really strange buffalo accent every now and again. I don't know if I'm doing it subconsciously because I know what I'm saying is stupid. So I'm trying to emphasize it with a really dumb voice. Not to say the people of Buffalo are stupid. I love Buffalo. I love their wings. I love the snow. Because Buffalo, for those of you who don't know, invented snow back in the 1800s. That's what I mean. Rod, when you think of Buffalo, what are they known for? Wings. Bills. Niagara Falls. You see, you missed a good callback because I said, name five things they're known for. My mother? No. <laughs> uh, well, too, too cerebral? Too abstract? Uh, no, your mom's not from Buffalo. You're right, she's from California. Uh, <clears throat> I, is, that, is that too much information to give out? My, my, is my identity going to get stolen now? Uh, no. <laughs> Wait, how, how is it that you listed... Wings, bills, and whatever that third thing was, and not Niagara Falls. 
That's Canada. Snow. Exactly. Yeah. Why? Why are they not? Canada is separate. It is. Se it's an entirely different country. Good job, Rod. I know. <laughs> well, no, but you said snow, and the you know why they're known for snow. The reason why they get so much is because that's where the snow factories are. No, that's where the snow belt is. Yes, because like how you have the how you have the rust belt where all the iron was produced. That's the snow belt. No, Rod, I took all college history classes in high school, and I passed yeah, all of them. It's pretty obvious you took junior high history classes in high school. Rod, if I did, then how how would I know about the Napoleonic Wars and how the lessons from that could have helped Germany in World War II not infiltrate Russia? How would I know that in junior high school? We didn't even know what Germany was in junior high school. The public school system is not really that good. I was going to say, you went to a really bad school if you didn't know. <laughs> Again, I exist in a world of exaggeration. I exist beyond this realm of thought, and I still have no friends to show for it. They're on track. For this ninth race of Western Fair, and then after this, we'll be I thought you were going. I thought you were going to give a Sugar Dolls pick here for the ninth race. I did. It says, "Oh, did, wait, did I? Oh, I, ta I tangentialized. Whoopsie." Uh, Snarky Hanover was the horse he had, and he. You could. Uh, you, you also saw it if you were watching the feed. I'm looking at everyone that's in the room right now, and everyone that's watching the video knows there's no one in here. If you were watching the feed, he had the six horse, Snarky Hanover. Rod, I'm going to sit down for a second. Rod, I need to have a heart-to-heart -heart with you. Why am I like this? I don't know. Okay, that's good enough for me. I'm back now. <laughs> Snarky Hanover's 9-5. to 2-1 to one on the 2, Zeb Zabby. Uh, which I got to ask, Rod, because you used this horse along with Snarky Hanover. Are you expecting the 2 to show speed here? Oh, uh, I mean, it's possible. I think this is one of those races that uh, a couple different things could happen here. Um, the two should leave from this spot. The one can leave, but I don't think is going to leave very hard because this horse needs to be sitting behind horses. Uh, she just been he's been off form lately mm -hmm. uh but the two i think in with the inside post uh got a flat mile in last time should be uh firing tonight i would think oh that was the six end of the gonna, six is gonna come from off the pace we i think we all know that here but i i like the two in this spot just because there's not a lot of early speed i think the the five's gonna go as well which could give the two a two-hole trip and, and i think makes that horse really dangerous so i framed a yes or no question and i got approximately 86 words that were neither yes or no good though that was that was more in depth than i was expecting you get a gold star rod uh, it's we'll, called analysis. We'll send it over to HR and put it up on the bulletin board. I do it for a living. On the motivational bulletin board. What's my phone saying right now? Uh, you have no friends. All right, that's good. Uh, so this race, <clears throat> uh, you basically said, you answered what I was asking you towards the end, which is that the two has some speed in a race that lacks speed. 
which is a good enough answer for me. I'm surprised, though, none of you guys had facts or theory, and this horse is the 9-5 to five second choice right now. Well, this Philly. All right, and you got mm. nothing to add on to that, I guess. Uh, I mean, the horse is okay. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with the horse. I just don't like the spot because he's going to be on the lead. He's going to get tired like he always does. Uh, just He's one of those horses that uh, I'm, I'm not particularly fond of horses like him. I'm not particularly fond. Uh, especially at, oh, okay. at, you know, two to one right now. That's that's not a price I like. I love six to one on this two horse. <laughs> it's almost like you knew I was going to say something stupid and you ran over me. <laughs> uh, you didn't find that as funny as I did. That's unfortunate. No. Three to five on Snarky Hanover. Two to one on Faxer Theory. Tom Kelly wants to know if you do this from... Your tree fort in the New Jersey woods somewhere. <laughs> I can't say no to that because it's such a good hypothesis, such a good theory. <laughs> that actually brings me for those. <laughs> That's really good. Let's <laughs> let's start a trend of people trying to figure out where it is I do this show from. And because be, I, <laughs> I want to see people top that one. I don't know if it's possible, but I want to see how creative people can get. Where do I do this show from? Tweet us in at NA Harness Update. Meanwhile, they're heading to the gate. Zeb's Abbey lagging behind before the start. Celestial Lady off stride. The rest of them off and trotting. Blink, she's gone. Is going to the lead. Then Faxer Theory, Snarky Hanover, third into the turn. Redman Chew, fourth and fifth. Comes striking Nike, followed by towards the back. <clears throat> Zeb Zabby and Celestial Lady heading to the opening quarter here. Faxer Theory leads the way. Over Blink, she's gone. Snarky Hanover, third. Gap of four and a half then. To Red Manchu fourth. First quarter up in 30 and 4. Moving around the turn. Here comes a rush from Celestial Lady into third towards second. Parked out. Moving up to challenge the leader. Faxer Theory coming to the halfway point. Swinging into the stretch first time. Faxer Theory. <clears throat> Five to two second choice. Leads by two, length and three quarters. In the pocket. Blink. She's gone. Left out. Celestial Lady riding that cover, then Snarky Hanover off a 102 and 4 half, a 32 second breather. Circling that clubhouse turn. One more lap to go. Celestial Lady left overland. Now dropping back a touch into the backstretch, chasing Faxer Theory in the pocket. Blink, she's gone, riding the helmet. Now off the helmet. Blink, she's gone, up to match strides with Faxer Theory to three quarters and up to take the lead from Faxer Theory. Here comes Snarky Hanover splitting horses, up to take second as Snarky Hanover, though, still has to catch Blink, she's gone in 134 and 1, leads by two. Faxer Theory drops back to third. Celestial Lady still left out on the outside as they turn for home. Snarky Hanover to the wheel of Blink. She's gone. These two hook up in the stretch. And Snarky Hanover edges past coming to the 16th pole. Snarky Hanover 
puts away Blink She's Gone to win by two and a half and three at the end. Blink She's Gone second, tight for third, 205 and two. Four to five favorite. Simple as that. In the third leg at Western Fair. And now is when I say to everyone on the video, you want, you want some winners? I got a whole smorgasbord of winners inside this coat, but you can only get them if you go on to the radio, 148.ca backslash one. For those of you wanting to tune into the second hour where we'll discuss the early pick four from Woodbine as well as the late pick four from the Meadowlands. And we'll also have the last leg of the pick four from London. Also, our, inter our exclusive interview with the track announcer from Western Fair, Shannon Sugar Doyle. That'll be coming in right after the break, which will be happening momentarily. So for everyone who watched on the video feed, thank you for joining. We hope to see you over in Radio Land. <clears throat> but Rod, we, we need time to regroup. We need time to catch our breaths, time to get our beverages. Shortly. Uh, listen on uh, 148.ca slash one. Another hour. Check us out. More North American Harness Update coming up in the week of love here on SRN1. Stay tuned for more racing paraphernalia. Not that's the wrong word. Ancient holy wars, dead religions, holocaust, new regimes, old ideas. That's now myth. That's now real. Original sin, genetic fate, revolution. Commentary to comment on Oh, and no one ever really knows you And life is brief So I've heard, but what's that gotta do With this black hole in me? Oh, 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 oh. Documentaries lost on me Satirical news, free energy Mobile lifestyle, loveless sex Independence, happiness Oh, and no one ever knows the real you And life is brief So I've heard, but what's that gotta do With this atom bomb and
Pong Woodbridge. Police have charged a Woodbridge teacher claiming she had an inappropriate relationship with a student. Investigators charged Mariana Riossi from Vaughn with sexual assault and sexual exploitation, claiming Riossi had a sexual relationship with a male student. A York Regional Police spokesperson says information on the student will not be released as to not identify him. Newmarket plans to build a giant park after buying some land. The Mulock Farm and Estate is an 11-acre property at the corner of Mulock and Young, and the town has paid $24 million to build a park akin to New York's Central Park. This translates to a one-time tax increase of $50 per household. Vaughn firefighters have doused a fire next to their fire station. A worker at a car and truck rental business in Woodbridge West ran to the local fire station next door to alert firefighters to the blaze. The flames were under control within an hour of being contacted by said neighbor. Snow, Brampton, minus 5, Newmarket, minus 6. That's the forecast. I'm Philip Hong, and I'll have more news, more SRN National News, over the weekend. Now with with your handicapping and calling races, how do you, you know, if you bet a horse in a race, say, say you bet two bucks to win on uh, the one horse, uh, and then, you know, he makes a break early, how do you take that into consideration or try to uh, be unbiased in your race call? Yeah, it's, I, I guess... Uh, when I'm looking at horses that I pick in the program, I, I do get a little biased if, if I'm if I'm thinking one is sitting on a big win. But uh, I have bet on a race that I've called before, and it doesn't really work out good for me. Um, I have yet to bet a race on this meet in London. Uh, it 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 does play into the call. I, if you listen closely to some announcers, you, you can, well, I can't anyway. I can tell, I shouldn't say not every time, but I can tell a few times when uh, when they've got money down and, and when they don't. I mean, they're 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 looking for a horse to, to shake loose in the stretch, and they're calling them, and they're calling them, and the horse is just not getting there. So, I mean, with me, 
I know, like I said, I've 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 bet on a race that I've called before, and it just it just doesn't work out because you just keep looking for that horse. Not it's not a good thing. Um, I I know guys that announce uh, do bet races. I mean, I, I've worked at tracks before where they've installed a, a betting machine for for an announcer. So I mean, I know it happens. I know guys like to play, but I I can't I can't bet on races that I call. So when you do play, you restrict your handle to other places. I mean, you you play in Woodbine, Flamborough, places like that. Uh, my favorite tracks to play were always uh, uh, Balmoral and uh, Hawthorne. Uh, when Balmoral closed up, uh, I didn't play as much after that. Uh, that that was my favorite track to play. I, I enjoyed the racing there. I knew the horses there. Uh, followed the drivers. I mean, that was my favorite track to play all along, Balmoral. Did you cash any tickets on me while I was out there? <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> of course. They, they normally paid well, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's because he was yeah, always no. out in 30 to 1. That's why. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I did all right with Balmoral. Northfield was another one that I that I played, but uh, uh, I I just can't uh, sit through their drag anymore. I, I haven't played Northfield in this year. I, I haven't bet a ticket on a race anywhere in 2018. Wow. It's a five-week layoff right there. It's a five-week layoff, and my reason, I mean, I used to come in uh, on my day off on a Saturday night, sit back, watch the racing, uh, there might be four tracks in North America going. Uh, you would figure you'd see a race every four or five minutes. Uh, but when them four tracks go on top of each other, and then you're waiting another 15 minutes for one race, I mean, it's just my time, our time. <laughs> it's our most viable possession, right? So I'm not going to sit and wait to spend money on a race. I mean, uh, tracks got to get together a little better and... Uh, space the mountain, not be gone on top of each other. I agree with that 100%. And, and that's kind of, yeah. you know, that's one of the things we're looking to get into discussions with, with tracks about is trying to get, you know, uh, more of a layered start time for everybody. That way you don't have that stack in races one after another. There's, there's nothing worse than uh even even on a Sunday, I've seen it. Uh, you get three harness tracks, and they're the only tracks going in North America, and they all got to go at the same time. And then, like I said, to wait around 15 minutes to play another when they're likely going to go on top of each other again, it's just to me, it's not worth it. So that, that's probably why I haven't played any in 2018. I've I found other things to do with my time. So, what's your opinion like with? Um the wagering structure and things with, with the raceway. Is there, is there any plans to maybe add a pick five or, you know, have something with maybe a higher minimum, things like that? Do you like the low minimums? How do you feel with the with the structure that's there now? I'm okay with 20 centers, but uh, I, the pick three play right up front, I, I'd like to see pick threes at a 40-cent minimum. I know uh, we do 20-cent increments in Canada where U.S. They can do the 50-centers, but the uh, I'd like to see the pick three at least at a, at a 40 cent minimum, maybe at some point. 
Um, pick five, possibility uh, for sure. Uh, be nice to have eleven and twelve races like we used to, and then we could uh, really uh, do some uh, tinkering with the wagering menu. But uh, right now, it's it's normally ten races each time, and the way we have it set up, it's pretty good. I love that pick three right up front, race one. Uh, pick fours don't overlap. It's the third and the seventh where they begin. Uh, the high five is a pretty good play. The the payout on, a, on our high five, I've seen some real crazy payouts. When you when you see a four to five on top and the twenty cent tickets coming back at five grand, it's a it's a crazy payout. One thing I would like to see, I, I, I agree with the pick freeze, but I wish they would be a dollar. Uh, you know, I prefer it to be, because then you can actually, you know, make a hit. Um, yeah, like, I, I keep a close eye on the average payout, so everything, pick threes and pick fours, and, and the pick three, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a decent, it's a decent play, but, but the, the, the tickets, there's a, there, it's rare to see an enormous pick three payout, and, and I, I believe that that's got to do with the minimum, right? I yeah, so. yeah, I, I I think so too. And a lot of times, especially at London, it, you know, even Woodbine and Mohawk, the they kind of slate the the heavier favorites out of the pick four races, right? If they can, and, and that kind of plays a factor as well. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, last night's pick four in London, I, I had an idea it was going to pay, and, and I mean, you can't go six deep, six deep, five deep, five deep, and and, uh, and people call you nuts because you're spending, you know, eighty or ninety dollars on a twenty cent play. But the twenty center ended up coming back, I think, at about five hundred bucks last night. Um, but it just that one had the potential. To, to, to pay off. There was no real key anywhere uh, in that late pick four last night, but uh, if you can find a key, then you can go deep and in other races and stuff. But like I said, if you if you go four races where you're deep every time, people are just saying, well, this guy's just <laughs> throwing up numbers and, and spending way too much money. Well, one thing I like that you that you do especially is you're, you're constantly promoting this kind of like you're promoting pick three, promoting pick four, promoting the the high fives, and letting people know, hey, these are the tickets that are paying, and that's that's something that I think creates bigger pools. Uh, you know, for for pick five, if we, there was a pick five, it would be nice if there was a carryover, something because when you get those kind of carryovers, that's when you have a lot of flood of you know extra money because the takeout's gone. Things like that are changes that I feel like would, would really benefit. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, anytime we've had a, a high-five carryover uh, in in London, I mean, we, we've seen some uh, pools where they've played $70,000 into it uh, when there's been like a $5,000 carryover into it. It's just... Uh, it's incredible the buzz that goes, and I mean, when we do get a carryover, we we promote the hell out of it. Um, it's it's a, I mean, uh, I've used the term go-to wager now for for for, for a few years, and, and we throw a board up at the end of the pregame shows, and and people know people know what our go-to wagers are. Pick three, play right up front. Pick fours, high fives. It just uh, it, it, it's repetitive sometimes, but but people know what the key wagers are, and, and uh, those are the ones you're gonna 
most likely make some money at. Now, with uh, as far as promoting goes, you every night you have guest handicappers on the broadcast with their picks mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. on the live feed. What made you start doing that? Is with you know the general public. Yeah, well, when, when I came in there five years ago, you look at the, a track like Woodbine, well, they had a number of handicappers, uh, you know, whether it's the announcer there, uh, guys that work the show, a uh, guy with a newspaper or the daily racing forum. And we didn't have that. We didn't have the luxury of uh, a lot of people on our staff. And uh, we didn't have the... We don't have the budget to pay people to, to handicap, so uh, I, I think I just put it out there. You know, if anybody would like to do a little guest handicapping at the raceway, feel free to message me. And uh, uh, right off the bat, uh, Louis Sorella, the hashtag who knows, uh, he, he came on board, and, and he's pretty much been with us every every step of the way, and he does a great job on, on Twitter, just up-to-the-minute results and stuff, and and there's other guys that have been there too. Uh, Russ Adams, uh, very happy to have Nahu Picks dot com with us. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it's working both ways. Uh, you guys are promoting us, uh, and we're we're promoting uh, Nahu as best we can. So uh, we we like to we like to help out where we can. If the if the possibility is there to help out, uh, we'll do it and. Uh, just a great relationship with our guest handicappers. Uh, there's, there's no money switching hands or anything like that. It's just, uh, uh, it's, it's just a good relationship. I mean, Lou, he's got the, the team to the moon supporting breast cancer. I mean, breast cancer touches most everybody in the world. Uh, somebody knows somebody, right? So, uh, we've, we've gone on board with that too. So we'll promote the team. For Lou and uh, you guys have kind of partnered with him too. He's a, he's a great guy. Yeah, I've I've talked to Lou quite a few times, and we're actually going to get him on as a guest in the near future. And uh, those that don't know, we we are part of Team to the Moon. Every pink shirt we sell, we are donating a dollar to Team to the Moon in support of breast cancer awareness. Now, one other yeah, thing I, I wanted I wanted to get out of the way here. Why did you choose Nahu, Nahu Picks to get to be part of your daily guest handicappers? Well, I saw the website, I saw the logos, and I said, you know, this this looks all right. I mean, uh, these guys are these guys are right into racing and uh, read up on uh, what Nahu was all about and. Uh, Promoting harness racing, talking the handicapping, uh, the, the name, Rod Allums Jr., it, it, it struck a chord because uh, Balmoral was one of my favorite tracks to play. And I said, I know this name, Rod Allums Jr., I'm sure this guy drove. So <laughs> I think that's what, right off the bat, when I saw the name Rod Allums Jr., and that combining with the favorite track that the uh, that I once said the uh, opportunity playing Balmora. I, I think that was what caught my eye at first. And then uh, like I said reading up on things and uh, looking at the the uh, analysis and stuff for Woodbines and Meadowlands. It's gee, it'd be nice to fit the Western Fair in with these guys. So I mean that, that's that's where it all originated, I believe. 
Well, we certainly appreciate it. Yeah, no, well, and and the commercial you guys got uh, that we <laughs> we were throwing it up on Friday nights, and and anytime I'd see it come up on our broadcast, and combining with like uh, uh, Scott Young's commercial there for Ontario Racing, I thought, man, that's got some nice flow. So now we're showing up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday too. I mean, it's it's a it's a cool outside the box commercial, and uh, you guys get another one. Make sure you let me know because we'll get that one up too. I was just saying that what, what's nice is the fact that, you know, the things you're doing for us gives us a lot of credibility, not just with, you know, uh, the track, but it gives it with everybody. You know, they see that you guys are promoting us, you're willing to get behind us, and, and that gives us credibility with, with everyone else, too, in the industry, and that's really something that we very much appreciate. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's no problem. Like I said, uh, we don't have a big budget to work with or anything like that, but uh, if uh, working together, uh, we can promote each other. I mean, that's 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 a, that's a big battle right there, just to, uh, you know, harness racing, keeping it alive and uh, working hand-in-hand. Hand. Uh, like I said, you guys do a great job uh, looking after us, and we'll keep looking after you. We definitely appreciate it to the full extent. And that was uh, Rod and Mike's interview with track announcer Shannon Sugar Doyle uh, from Western Fair, also formerly from Northlands Park, for those of you who know of it. Meanwhile, they're at the half at London. Rod's oh. back with us. Call it. Just blitz leads to the back stretch. The snow falling rapidly. Big Diva dropping back fasterly as Just Blitz leads by two to three quarters in front of Big Diva. Dropping back the favorite open skies deeper on the track. I've got my eye on you behind that mighty mouse locked in dropping back. What a sassy girl around the final turn. Just blitzed. And Big Diva just blitz versus Big Diva turning for home. Just blitz Big Diva blitzing at her, but just blitz holds the lead 16th pull bound center of the track. Here comes Mighty Mouse, but just blitzed holds on. Is that good? Did, did I do a good job? Yeah, for the three ace you called. So on to Woodbine. Woodbine has an early pick four tomorrow, as they do every race card, because that's how racing works. And we're going to take a look at it. So the, the, the early pick four starts with race number four, covers races four, five, six, and seven. Uh, and I think that this is actually a very interesting sequence, if I do say so myself. And that is how I'm saying it. I can't I can't speak for you, Rod. I, I'm sorry. You could... You could hate this pick four. You could want to take your program pages, light them on fire, and then ingest them because that that's how unfond you are of the sequence. But I figure I I, I take it you think it, it could be good too. Yeah, I think it's a decent sequence tomorrow. And, and this is the early pick four. Uh you know, with I, I think there's several horses that can win you know, every race, and, and it really does make it tough to, to try to narrow down some of these fields. It, it's a good betting card early tomorrow at uh, Woodbine. Here's what I'm wondering. 
before we get to this, what happened to Morrissey? That's all I have to say. <laughs> Early pick four at Woodbine has a guaranteed pool of $50,000. The first leg is affiliate merit numbers of 15000 in the last five starts. We have nah, eight going poster here, excuse me. Uh, and Rod, how? starting off with you, I don't know how your ticket even looks, what it resembles, but I do know it is going to be available at nowhopicks.com. Uh, however, it could also be available mm -hmm. here right now in your voice by saying, who are your contenders in this first leg? Uh, first leg, I'm going three deep. I'll start with the one circle of the page. Uh, you know, hasn't lost this year, four for four, uh, coming off a win in the Blizzard final. Uh, just really sharp form lately. Uh, already equaled what she made last year. Uh, you know, a tough horse to go against, but is jumping up in class. Uh, this is one that uh, should probably trip out in a race like this. And uh, with the rail, I think could get it. The two, Rice Star Cross, was just too far out of the race last time. They come a, a pretty decent back half there, fifty six and three, and and uh, she come a, a last half and you know fifty five and a piece, fifty five flat actually. Uh, I thought that was a really good race, jumping up in class. Only got beat two lengths. And now it's the Kiwi Focus and Artistic Madison. So, you know, those horses would would both be chalk in this race as well. Uh, and I do believe uh, those two are racing tonight. Um, but but this one, you know, is going to be closer and, and should uh, be given a chance in this race. And then the four teachers that raced okay last time. Again, only got beat a couple lengths in that same race. Uh, wasn't quite as good as the two was, but uh, Doug McNair stays on for Rick Moreau. These connections have been just on fire lately. So, uh, you know, even with the, the okay effort last week, I, I like that whole quarter, and I think this horse needs to be respected in this spot. And... Uh, should look to follow some cover here and, and could leave as well, but uh, I think is going to follow some cover. So one, two, four for me. The only one I agree with you there with is the four. Uh, the one circle, the page. I don't, I don't know if you looked at the horses he, she was really in against in the blizzard series, but it wasn't really that contentious of a group, but she did race yeah, well. There were some weak ones there. There were some weak horses in there, but, she just in really good form right now. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that's what I was saying is she has been racing well. Uh, how, however, my main concern is that she is moving into a race where a majority of these horses are dropping down in class. And Race Star Cross is also, I think she she's, well, I don't, I don't think, she is a one-trick pony. Her one win here of the entire meet came from a perfect setup where she flew into contention after everyone was tired. Everyone could get tired here again. That is definitely a possibility. Uh, however... I don't see that to be the case. Uh, the four, however, uh, teacher's vet, I agree, makes sense. Two starts back, raced very well at a level similar to this, coming with 27 and changed one by two. The two horses I add are the three exhilarated, who, uh, and against teacher's vet, uh, two starts back, set the pace after overtaking the leader at the quarter, or at the half, excuse me, and then just kind of quit as a result of that. Was also the favorite there, dropping in class. This is also a mare that has raced 
much better in the past. Seems to have just kind of dipped in form and hopefully could start bouncing back. Her last race could be a good sign of that. She moved wide to at least get into contention, albeit she faltered to seventh, but she still moved nonetheless to get involved. She could have a shot here. And I also throw on Manhattan play as an interesting shot. Making her first start off a layoff, she was racing against way tougher back during the summer and has some decent qualifiers coming into this race. It has at least been put towards the front, albeit going fast enough miles for qualifiers. The question, of course, is going to be whether she's ready first time out. However, if she even can, if she can somehow channel that form she had in the summer, she could easily win here at a decent price. I'm 3-4-8 in that first leg. Second leg of the sequence, race number five. And now there's a 6,000 in the last five stars. There's a 14,000 on the line. Ten going here. And Rod, I thought that this was kind of, this looked like a chalky race. And I'm not sure if you agree. Uh, yeah, somewhat. Um, I like the one ASAP Hanover. I mean, looks pretty obvious in this spot. Dropping, uh, draws inside again. And, and uh, at this level, is going to be competitive. Always is competitive at, at levels like this. I think this is kind of the top tier for this horse. Uh, and with the rail, she'll get away close and, and probably sit the two or three hole. Uh, the three um, draws well. Last week, raced okay. Gets uh, Louis Philippe Wall back on. Uh, is pretty new to Lasix and, and has been improving since going on Lasix. So I, I do think this horse is coming into form. Uh, off of two good efforts, you know, came a, come a last half in 55 last week and uh, has definitely been uh, showing signs of improvement. And then the five, uh, Southwind Massimo, last week just had no chance from where, where he was, uh, just way too far back. Prior to that, was in with Cheaper and, and raced pretty well, but... Uh, the, the starts I'm looking at are back last year uh, in the non-winners of uh, 9,000. This horse was competitive against those. Uh, you know, has a mark of 50 and 4 last year over at Mohawk and made 71,000. So we know this horse is capable. If the horse starts coming back to form, I think uh, as a price shot, this one definitely has a big chance uh, and would be a good price in uh, the middle of the pick for So one three five. I'm almost that, except I'm one three four. Taking Luke and Duke, who had raced really well at the end of the year last year, uh, moved up to this level before going on layoff, and right, still came home strongly. Came on twenty seven and change to pick up five lengths in the stretch, which is too far back to get any piece. Uh, what I do like though is that. Uh, against Nars of 2,500, this horse romped, and then, of course, followed that with a race that showed that he belongs at a level like this, and especially because there's not really that much class here aside from the one and the three. Uh, I feel like Luke and Duke has a bit of an advantage and is coming in off a decent race against this field last, or not this field, this group last out, pulling first over and just kind of chasing home to finish third. Could definitely improve third start off the layoff, so I'm 1-3-4 in that leg. Third leg is race number six. Now there's a 30,000 last five. Might as well be a preferred handicap. We have seven horses lining up here. Uh, this this still is a fairly wide open race. I feel like this uh, this could have not an upset, but have at least some kind of decent price to continue the sequence. Uh, yes and no. 
Actually, before I go into this, like, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Chris Kelly, Tom Kelly's wife. Uh, huge Harness fan. They're listening right now. And we actually had Tom Kelly on the show at the Breeders' Crown. Uh, they're off from racing out there at Hawthorne tonight, so he's not working. But uh wanted to give a shout-out to her recovering from a ruptured Achilles tendon. The word ruptured after Achilles tendon, that, that shocked me more than anything else that could happen to Achilles tendon. Oh, jeez. Yeah, she's... Uh, She's had her fair share of injuries, but uh, no, she's pretty active, so no fair share. I, I, I can't uh, blame her for uh, going hard all the time, especially when she's got to deal with Tom. You, know, I mean, we we all witness how Tom is, so uh, you know you can't blame her there. But uh, getting into this uh, sixth race, uh, I'm only too deep here. Uh, I'm going. I'll start with the one. Uh, it's Wa and Row. Dropping out of the preferred back, you know, just a uh, level below that. Uh, race well in the preferred, just got beat to Jin Shark, uh, you know, who's been really tough lately. And uh, I think this one at, at this level fits, especially with the rail. He's going to lead, get away close, and, and probably should uh, either be cutting it or be sitting a two-hole. But, uh, you know, in a race where there's not a lot of early speed, I, I think this one's going to get away kind of soft. And that really could dictate the entire race. And he could win, you know, easily. And then I'm going to go to the outside with the other Moreau horse, blatantly best. Old class horse. Uh, we know this horse uh, very well. He He's always game against these types. And uh, I think some of these are, are a little bit too cheap for this level. And especially with the fact that, you know, uh, the one was he, he could have fit different classes. He chose to go in here just to kind of get another horse in, and, and he ended up drawing the rail. But uh, blatantly best uh, game horse. Uh, he is kind of a trip horse sometimes, but uh, I, I do think he's he's got the talent and uh, you know made almost a hundred grand last year. But he, he's uh, he's one he should be following some cover. Comes off a good race last time. And uh, definitely fits in, in this type of race. So one and seven for me. Wow, um, I have neither of those. Uh, I don't have blatantly best or physically inclined. In fact, I have neither of the Richard Moreau horses. Uh, his stable seems to be a bit kind of regressive at the moment. I don't know if there's some kind of sickness going through there or not. But looking at some of the lines of the horses he has racing. Here, uh, seems like things are not going so well. That said, I take three others in the one and the seven. I start with the Rev. The Rev could be the pace of this race. Uh, uh, well, then again, that, that physically inclined could be too. Shout out. I'm, con I'm contradicting myself, but the point is the Rev is good on the lead. And last out, was, that was a... S goodbye, Penn. That was a second start off a layoff, dropping in class, and he raced... Well enough to win by a half length, coming in with 27 and change. Improved tremendously off his effort in the preferred in his first start back, shipping up from Yonkers. Draws well here. Moves up in class, admittedly, but if this horse is placed towards the front, that's his, that's his prerogative 
either way, and he usually just races his best when he's alone up there. Velocity Driven's the second horse I used, dropping out of the preferred. He closed decently to finish sixth in 27 and change last out. Again, similar in the numbers of 20,000 ranks back in January. This horse won twice coming from off the pace. If there is some kind of pace setup, uh, he could end up getting the right he could be in the right position at the right time to benefit from that. And then the five mock codes, the third horse I use. Uh, three starts back, raced well to finish second against numbers at 34,000. And has otherwise raced all right in the preferred levels. Just kind of chases at the rail and picks up some checks here and there. But this horse seems to enjoy the condition ranks more than the open ranks. And since he's in a condition rank, you're dropping out of the preferred, he could easily improve back into that form. So I'm 3 four, five in that leg completely different from where you stand final leg then race number seven non-winners of 14,500 their last five stars some other tags here purse of 22,000 we have ten, nine lining up here not ten I did not say the word you did not hear me say ten I didn't say it you said it no there's no collusion rod there's no collusion there's no corrosion there's no collision I did not say it what do you have here? This <laughs> last like. I'm punching one button. Oh. What a wussy. Why? <laughs> I have three horses. Why do you need the all button here? I need the all. I, You know, this is one of those races. I just didn't have a, an opinion. Time on. to handicap? I, the one throw out in the race is the nine. But oh, that's I'm not one. going all but one. Um, you know, with the one... He's going in a couple of bad races, but draws the rail. I think he's going to be tough. Should get a good trip. Uh, if things work out, he can get there. Uh, the two, same thing. He's going to be close. I mean, you can make a case for any horse in this race because they're all at this level. They're all competitive at this level. You know, there, There's no reason for me to try to skim here when I think there's you know, most of the field is really competitive at this level, even with, you know, a class dropper with the eight. And, uh, you know, he didn't win the last time he was at this level either. So just one of those races that uh, I think could be anybody. And if it happens to work out that way, then, and I get a, a good price, great. If not, and I'm still alive, I think I'm going to be alive for okay money anyways. Well, the favorite in this race is probably going to be the two fan course. You might as well just single that him if that's the case. You're going to play the all button. Uh, he is one of the horses I use, though. Fan court fits this level tremendously well. He's been racing well in every, every one of his last five starts. He's so obvious, I'm going to shut up about him. Piston broke. Piston broke. <laughs> Piston broke. Is the second horse I use. This horse uh, moved up to the 14,000 ranks towards the end of December and has consistently raced well at this level. Uh, last out was put towards the front a bit more than he had been in the past. And to me, that shows that this horse could be live coming into this race. Because uh, in his two starts previous to his most recent, he came from off the pace. It didn't work too well. Well, it did work two starts, but he ended up finishing second. But other than that, it didn't work too well. Uh, and he could be coming into this race in decent form. He's in against the Rev, and you're not going to beat the Rev when he gets the lead. It's as simple as that, at least at this level. And the third horse, he uses the five modern reflection, makes his third start off a layoff, parked the mile last out, held on to finish third. 
at this level just by the sheer fact that this horse parked and now draws better and is making his third start off the layoff. That is what we call in handicapping the corrosive cut. We don't call it the corrosive cocktail. That's not even a term, and it's not even a term in nuclear physics. However, it's a good culmination of angles that lead me to suspect that modern reflection could end up being a contender here. So I'm two, three, five in the last leg of this sequence, which makes my ticket go as follows. For 20 cents, I'm three, four, eight with one, three, four with three, four, five with two, three, five. Rod, that's $16 for 20 cents. What's your ticket? One, two, four with one, three, five with one, seven with all. It's 32.40 for 20 cents. Fantastic. That was Woodbine Racetrack's pick four. Well, we're going to give Mike's ticket as well since he's not able to What's be on right Mike's now. What's Mike's ticket then? Mike's ticket is two, three, four, five with three, four, ten with one, four, six with one, two, five, six, seven. It's thirty-six dollars. Our tickets will be posted on NahuPix.com tomorrow morning. With 20 minutes to go in the show, we still have one more track to talk about, and that's the Meadowlands. As Mike is texting us, how's London? I should be asking, how's your patient's heart rate monitor? Because I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to have cell reception in a hospital. But I'm, that's just me, and I didn't go to medical school to figure that one out. Uh, <laughs> that was, like, so unnecessarily... <laughs> that was so unnecessarily hostile. Which, that's my middle name, actually, if you did not know, Rod. I'm Ray. No, I didn't. I'm Ray unnecessarily hostile Catolo. It's like my parents knew when I was born, no one's going to like this kid. And I just kind of grew into it. I also grew into these clothes and as well as this radical North American Harness Update piece of merchandise shirt that's available on our website. Go buy it. Don't buy no not the website. Go buy our shirts. Don't buy the website. We No, we already own that. Yeah, we we appreciate the amount of creative freedom we have because otherwise, no no other show would I be allowed to talk about kids getting hit by cars at the beginning of the show. <laughs> That's a good that that routine has potential. And some whoever's listening tonight, I bet you, if there's any actually no no comics are going to listen to this show, but someone who's smart would be listening tonight and steal that from me. And they would refine it, they would go perform it, and then I would get very mad that they stole it from me. And I couldn't do anything about it. But that's that's the least of my worries. We still have one more pick four to talk about, and that's the late pick four from the Meadowlands, which carries a $50,000 guaranteed pool, a 15% takeout, and some big fields. A3 starts the sequence. Numbers of 8,500 in their last five starts. Person 12,000 going here. This is a, this is could be a, this could be Rod a decent race, Rod. I think it could be a decent race, Rod. It looks like it could pay, Rod. Yeah, I agree. I I think this pick four sequence is pretty good. Uh, I think you got to kind of cut down a little bit to, uh, for cost purposes, but this is one of those pick fours that could easily pay $1,000 with the right sequence. Uh, so for me, you know, first leg, I'm four deep. Uh, I'll start with the two, Century Churchill. Uh, this one dropping out of the numbers of 15000 Race well last time, draws inside again this week. Uh, you know, one of those horses, uh, 
coming off a 26 and one quarter. He's going to be tough. Uh, but uh, the only problem is I don't know where he's going to get away. He could be first over here, and, and it might be a long night for him. Then the three, Sir Makalot, uh Patty Harmon. Eric Carlson gets to drive this week. Jim Jim Maroon Jr. took another one of Harmon's in here from the outside. Uh, this one, I just like that he's going to be following the two throughout here. Uh, I don't think he's leaving, so I do I do feel if the two's first over, this one's going to be second over, and uh, she'll be drugged right up into the mix and, and make this race uh, worth playing for a price. Uh, the seven going outside here, Jim Pantaleano jumps on. Uh, this is one, you know, way too far back last time, had no chance in a very fast race, drops a level from the numbers of 11,500. Has been right there, you know, most weeks. Uh, you know, other than last week, he was just too far back. That was the only problem. Uh, and, and with the drop, I think he's going to be tough. Then the eight, Jacks are lucky, too. Uh, this is the one Marone picked. This one, you know, he, draw, he does draw outside again, but he's a horse that likes to close, and he can close very fast. Uh, in the last two weeks, he's been real sharp, closing in 26 at 1, 26 and 3. Tough to go against a horse that's, that's coming into form like he is right now. And last week, he just looked like he was doing it with ease. So, uh, you know, even with this outside post, I, I think he's got a big shot, even with the slight jump back up in class. So, 2, 3, 7, 8 for me. For a second, I thought, because you were talking about Patty Harmon, I didn't realize she had two horses in here. I thought you referred to Jacks are Lucky 2 as Sir Luck a lot. I got very confused because you pulled a Ray card. Uh, however, I will pull a Ray card here by talking about the four horses I have. I am surprised you don't have Frankie's Beach Boy at all. This horse has so many angles going for him that I'm getting nauseous just looking at it because, you know, like I, I feel the value in my stomach and like it's it's so it's too great for my stomach to handle. This horse is dropping out. I, I, I don't like I don't like the driver change. That's that's why I that's didn't it. use this horse. That's it. You realize that makes this horse yep. a better price. This horse. That's the, fine. I don't like it. This horse won at thirty-two to one at this level, December sixteenth. Next up, followed that with an easy on the lead win as the favorite against Nowers of four. Parked the mile against Better. Scratches sick. Races decently against maybe similar over at Dover from an outside post. Draws the rail here. I could care less who drove this horse. This is a sharp horse coming into this race, making a second start off the sixth scratch. Has the rail, has speed. The horse is going to be involved at a great price. This horse could be driven by freaking Joe Martin for all I care. Not not to say anything against Joe Martin, but that's that's the call back to when I was at the Meadowlands and he won with Victory Days Will Win, who paid seventy two dollars, and everyone was screaming at him, "Who are you?" <laughs> Imagine being that driver. It must be just so just so demoralizing. I feel bad. Century Churchill's the second horse I use. He's a class horse. Not much more to add to that. I then use the six, Yo Cheyenne Rocky, who could be a decent speed in this race. He won going wire to wire because there was a 5,000 last out. And he seems to be improving as he moves up the class ladder, which is a positive... That's a positive angle for me, because if you're moving up in class, you want to at least have your form also be improving with your status on the class ladder. 
Yo, Shine Rocky seems like he's doing that. And he's going to be towards the front most likely. And if that's the case, he could end up wiring the field. Who knows? It's a possibility. There's not that much speed here aside from meet you tonight. Meet, or meet you at midnight, excuse me, if he leaves. Then the fourth horse I use is Jacks are Lucky 2. You kind of touched on this one already. He's pretty obvious. One, two, six, eight for me in that first leg. Second leg then. He's race number nine. Now there's a 3,500 in their last five starts. Press a 6,500 on the line. We have 10 lining up here, Rod. What do we do? Yeah. I say we as in collectively you. I'm going to be here once again. Uh, start with the one, live on, 80 miles from the rail. Uh, this horse got hung. You know, it was pretty brutal hanging past the corner last time. Uh, draws rail. He's going to leave again, but, you know, he's not going to get used nearly as hard. Uh, he went off at uh, six to five favorite last time in this same class. And now it draws the rail, so uh, you're going to get a better price on him tomorrow night. So no reason not to use this horse from this spot. Two, big top handover. Drops a, a notch here. Draws inside once again. He's going to be leaving as well. Uh, you know, two weeks ago, he was involved in that big speed battle. And then again, last week, you know, he, he was one that uh, got run out a little bit. Had, uh, had some trouble early on in the mile. And I thought he raced pretty well. And, you know, he was also a favorite in a level above this. So uh, these two inside horses are going to look to try to control the race, I think. And the five might leave in here as well, which I'm also using. Uh, last week had the eight hole left, sat and then removed again and just got beat. Uh, raced really well in this class. Uh, should probably get away much easier even if he gets away in the three i think he's gonna sit so uh you know he, he's he kind of seems like one of those horses that uh he likes to be close but uh, he can't be used too too hard because then he'll just you know he'll get tired but uh, I, I do like his chances especially from this spot and i'm going way outside of the nine intermix this horse is a stone cold closer, closed 27 2 last time. Uh, Anthony Napolitano stays on. Uh, last week in his class, raced really well, sat the rail, kind of snuck up and, and uh, stole some minor spoils there at a big price. He's not going to be at that price tomorrow, but uh, I, I do think this horse is coming in the form after a good race last time, and even an okay race at Yonkers at the start prior. Uh, those horses over there at Yonkers and those 12-5 climbers are not not bad horses. So uh, this one coming into form, uh, got a, a start on the big track, so I, I can see this one uh, improving even more off that last effort. So one, two, five, nine for me. I agree with the one. One's pretty obvious. Uh, not a big fan of the five. Second horse, I, t I go three deep here. Second horse I use is the four magic tricks. I love the fact this horse is coming in off a claim. Launched off the launched to the lead, excuse me, against uh, 10,000 claimers. Albeit faltered uh, at the rail to finish eighth. Still, I like the fact he shows speed. I like that they're dropping the claiming tag, albeit they're moving into the bottom level. 
uh, there's still there's just a lot of positive signs going forward here as magic trick starts in a new barn the third horse i use is the 10 i am mr brightside excuse me if he excuses race last out going off stride at the start uh his most recent start then is his first race back in a month against an hours of 8500 where he just kind of chased to finish 10th Clearly, this horse needs a, needed a couple of miles under his belt to roll back into form because he was really sharp towards the end of November into December. Uh, and perhaps in, at this level, with not a lot of speed, we could see Bill Mann launch him. It's possible. Is it likely? Maybe. I don't know. But uh, this horse still has some back class and could possibly round back into that form. I'll, the outside post, though. We'll make it a bit rough, but we'll also make him a really big price. 1-4, and for an upset, the 10 for me in that second leg. Third leg, then, is the 10th race. Now, of 8,500 the last five starts. 12,000 on the line, Rod. What do you do? Uh, I'm going too deep here, actually. Wow. Um, I like a long shot here. Uh, the three, commentariat, uh, Troy Byer for No Daily. This horse last time was not even close to being in the race and uh, closed in 26-1. and one. Didn't make up a lot of ground because he was so far back. But, uh, you know, the start before that, race well, similar type of trip. Uh, he draws a little bit further inside tomorrow night. So I do think this horse uh, with the inside draw is going to be closer and could pop uh, – especially off those last two lines. Those are, you know, this horse is in form, even though the last race doesn't show a lot. Uh, he is in good form right now, and especially against this bunch. He could definitely upset this group at a nice price for Charter Dyer. Uh, and then the eight, throw him on, on some graduate uh, off a couple qualifiers for Kansas with Larry Brett Miller. A good layoff there. It was good. Uh, late fall. I thought this horse, uh, he, he likes a big track. Uh, that last qualifier was okay. The qualifier before that I thought was better following the horses. So I do think that's what he's going to do tomorrow. I don't think he's going to be leaving. Uh, and if he does all cover, he's got a bigger chance to win this race because there is some early speed here. And uh, with the potential for that early speed, it comes fast for action. So uh, I do think this horse coming off the pace is where he's estimated and uh it could work out in his favor so three and eight for me i agree with um the three and i agree well i agree with the fact that uh you think it's going to be a fast pace because it definitely does look like this race could set up for something from off of it and the three commentary it's definitely a great try i do use this horse one of two i use the other one i throw on is kind of like a similar angle i had with magic tricks in the last race and that's the four kings barns this horse loves to race from off the pace three starts back at the meadowlands parked the mile to win as the favorite against twenty-five thousand claiming handicap then shipped over to yonkers did whatever i don't even care what he did yonkers but his race at the meadowlands are sharp this horse is flying from off the pace to come and finish fourth, finish sixth, coming up with 27 and change. And assuming it's a fast setup like we think it is, he's going to be in contention too. And it's a positive sign that they're not putting him up for sale. They want to hold on to him here, moving into the numbers of 8,500 ranks. And again, this race is just relying on there being some kind of speed setup. And that's 
That could be if Urban Renewal decides to launch again. Major War is definitely going to go again. Alta Leroy, I feel like, is going to show more speed. Uh, so there could be definitely that setup that prompts a pace that drags either the three or the four into it. So those are the two I use. Final leg, race 11. Now there's a 5,000 in the last five stars. Person of 8,500 on the line. We have one, two, and nine of them going postward. And Rodney, Rodney, the numbers. Give me the numbers. Number three in this last slot. I got started with the one state land moonwalk. First started off the long way off. Uh, didn't like getting used real hard last time. You know, those were blistering fractions. Uh, but, you know, he didn't look like he was quite a handful. If they can get this horse under control where he's not such a fireball, uh, uh, you know, we know this horse is fast enough, and this is the level where he he should be beat knees every single week. So, uh, you know, honestly, no excuses tomorrow as long as he's uh, liable to, to steer and, and control throughout the race. Uh, I want to know the practice six. Well, uh, for Jim Brown, this horse got shuffled a little bit last week. Uh, drops a lot with here, and you know this is the class horse here. I think uh, was better racing against better than these, and just kind of got off form a little bit. Showed some improvement last time, so I, I think this horse uh, in this race definitely fits. And then the seven uh, second start off the layoff should improve off that last effort, which he just got beat in neck. Uh, Probably going to take quite a bit of play here, but you know, definitely fits and, sh and should be uh, up close as well. So one six seven. Villa Velo, more like Villa. Hell no! Oh, I don't use this horse. Uh, I couldn't pass up wordplay that good. Nothing against you, Rod, but if the opportunity availed itself, I'm three deep here. Uh, the one Saint Lads Moonwalk makes a lot of sense, and he's the only one. Uh, of the three that I take here that makes consen uh, consensual sense, and you'll understand why in a second, because my other two are uh, more of long shots. The five, Mr. Truth, the second horse I use. This horse has been rounding really well in the form. Uh, dropped down from the 8,500 last out after parking the mile. Finished second against Jaxer Lucky, too, who moves up in class. He's a much better horse than these, and he did so riding cover, coming in 27 and change. Uh, this horse's last three starts overall are miles better than the miles he put in beforehand. And to me, that, that that's just too positive to pass up at a potential price. So Mr. Truce, one of the two bombs I take. The other one is the eight, Rockin' Ramboran, shipping in from Yonkers. This horse did what is conceivably the impossible and parked the mile from the rail as the favorite. <laughs> a real, real piece of art that one is. And then two starts back was his last start here at the Meadowlands. Uh, from, oh, wow. uh, I think he moved at the corner, but. Well, yeah, because right that's the only way you can park. And he's still parked. Yeah, still, that was a bad spot. Still parked from the rail. The one thing you have the opportunity to avoid, and it happened. Uh, but then his, his most recent start at the Meadowlands is also really good. He kicked home in 26 and changed to finish fifth against JT, Yoshai, and Rocky. Other horses that are moving up in class have been racing very well at this level. Uh, so he's coming back to a bigger track. He has a decent late kick. He's probably going to be placed off the pace. And there is a lot of speed here, too, so it could potentially set up. 
for him to get involved. So I'm 158 in the last leg, which makes my ticket go as follows for 50 cents. I am 1268 with 1410 with 34 with 158. That's $36 for 50 cents. Rod, your ticket. 2378 with 1259 with 38 with 167. It's $48 for 50 cents. It will be posted on mahoopix.com. And then Mike's ticket, I'm pulling it up right now. I have it on my... Wait, do I have it on my phony phone? I don't think I have it on my phony phone. Do we have Mike? I don't think we have Mike's ticket. No, we do. Uh, oh, that's you. You're yes. Not, yes, we do. Here's Mike's ticket. These are the numbers. 1278. Okay. With 24589. Alright. With 12345. With 6. He's singling Villa. Hell no. Oh boy. Alright. So that's going to be what? 210. $50. $50. $50. All that said, all of that done, and all certainly is done. I, Rod, I am pooped. I am KO'd. I am XX exhausted from what we just Boy, did here. And Well, it would still be pronounced exhausted. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I'm putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. I certainly am just regularly exhausted. However, by just saying exhausted, you can't know how many X's I'm putting into it. I like to add... Uh, more X's than necessary, just for emphatic effect. Uh, but that's all I—that's all I have to offer. And certainly, you've given all you've had to offer a long time ago. But I thank you for still joining us for the last two hours. Thanks to Mike too for coming on for the short amount of time he could. And thank you for listening to the show or watching the show. We'll be back next week with whatever. I have no idea what's going on next week. I don't know if I'll be here next week. Do we? Does anyone even know? Does anyone even know if they're gonna be here tomorrow? You have no idea. And it's that idea of uncertainty that makes this life worth living. But until then, we hope to see you next time. And this is the part where the recording ends. <laughs>